I felt like I was in a movie mm. and mm-hmm. I could not stop. I mean, I was glued to my phone the whole rest of the day trying to read when I could. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And we've got a whole crew in here today to talk to you about Divine Rivals. Kathy, Sabrina, and Rachel have all read the book, and I think you all enjoyed it, right? Yes. Very much so. Yes. And you've only read the first one? Nobody's read the second one? I have read the second one. I have also read the second one. Oh, gosh. We're like split down the middle. I haven't either, Sabrina. Um, I will say that this is something that everyone read before me, of course, because y'all are all on the the heartbeat of (laughs) of romanticy. Um, But I didn't read it for a long time, even though people were talking about it, because it was a Kindle Unlimited book. And I know that sounds so judgy, but I was just kind of like, if it's for free, (laughs) can't be good I felt I the same some way. Of the best Kindle Yes, until Sabrina. Sabrina's actually the one that like has because I didn't have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. Are you, are you still logged into my account? I was. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I was know. still logged into. It. Wait, you let her log into your account? Oh. Yes, and so yeah. when we share books, it'll say. Um, last page read and sometimes we're reading a book at the same time oh, no. and say yeah. last page read do you want to jump to this page and, and you're like yep yes so sorry amazon that's stealing Oops. i guess no, okay, no, i'll no, edit that no, part no, out this was yeah. a negative that kindle unlimited could be seen as a negative my bad yeah. no it's no i've had bad experiences with books that i mm. think would be good but because they run the gamut i i was worried I was like, people have said such good things, but like Kindle Limited books have burned me before. It's kind of like fan fiction. There's some really good stuff out there and some really terrible stuff. It's true. Agreed. But this book specifically, tell us a little about it, guys. Okay. So it's written by Rebecca Ross, (laughs) which if you've, anybody has read her other series, which is also pretty popular, A Fire Enchanted, am I mixing those up? A River River Enchanted Enchanted (laughs) and A Fire Endless. She is... An amazing writer. It is a YA mm-hmm. novel, but I will say, and Rachel and Sabrina, y'all can tell me if y'all agree or disagree. It doesn't necessarily read like a YA novel. I think it reads like the ones that you read, the, the historical fiction YA novels. It reminds me of her. Uh, gosh, I can't remember her name. Was it the I can't one about either. The girl in the basement. Was yes, it? the oh, downstairs. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The downstairs like, girl. That kind of yeah. like, like historical fiction YA, or like Ruta Sepetus, like those historical fiction YA people, as opposed to a romance YA. Yes. So I think Agreed. if you like historical yes. fiction YA, up your alley. If you like the drama and the romance of like romance YA, not up your alley. Well, I mean, maybe. You might still like it, but right. not for that reason. I will say, though, that like even though it's written like YA and it has a historical, there's still some of that fantasy side mm-hmm. of it yeah. that actually like I could not get enough of. Yeah. I was like, I just want to know more. I want you to world build. Like, I am loving the journey that you're taking me on. So as a reader, mm-hmm. I didn't even connect to the fact that it was YA. Yeah. Until like afterwards when I think you told me that it was. And right. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. I did think it was funny because Kathy was saying it was World War II inspired. Oh my gosh. And I totally she... understand that after reading it. But in the beginning, I was like, I don't think this is Do World you know War II. Wait, wait, wait for Sabrina's. Uh, uh, Sabrina. So she tells me World War II inspired, right? And I'm trying to read it on the way home from the ranch. So I'm in the car, you know, just driving along and I'm 
I finally say out loud, I was like, I think they changed Hitler's name. <laughs> and Justin goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, this book is supposed to be World War II inspired is what Kathy said. I think they changed, it's like a different name for Hitler, but like they he's really doing bad things. <laughs> and I'm just really confused. And so I texted Kathy, I'm like, I'm totally starting this book and I'm into it. But like, did She said, did Hitler? they change Hitler's name? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, what? <sighs> I took a deep breath. I took <laughs> it literally. You said it's World War II. And I was like, I love well, the contrast between historical fiction readers and fantasy readers right here. Yes. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is because my background is historical. Well, and to me, it felt much more World War One esque oh, in the trench that's warfare. The yeah. And like, so, I, so Sabrina told me it's World War Two, and I'm reading, I'm like, no, this is World War One. So. Like, <laughs> So, I love this. So <laughs> Rebecca Ross researches these things before she writes these books. Oh, really? I knew she had researched some world war. <laughs> some oh, world war. I wasn't sure. It there was, was, was so many of them. 50 50 chance. Apparently, Rachel is right. It's World War One. She I. did research World War One and base, <laughs> and based, right you know, the setting. The vibe, the vibe is very World vibe. War One, but mm -hmm. you don't get. It's less about the war and more yeah. about the journey of the people involved. Yeah, so. we're making it sound like it's going to be it's, like yeah. front to back Boring. action. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's all not. about the war. It yes. is not, in fact. It's about a is, journalist. Yes, setting is war, but the um, main focus is there are two main characters, Iris and Roman, um, and they both want to be um, like the head columnists at. At this uh, newspaper company um, Iris has kind of lived like a super tough life um, and Roman is the son of what is the, his dad like the governor or... pretty close yeah, yeah, like yeah, almost yeah. the mayor of the city they're yeah. very wealthy mm -hmm. yes. very well to do super wealthy so he's like gone to like the best of the best schools and she like dropped out of school because um, you know her family was kind of going through something um, and there is a war of the gods, which is our <laughs> our Hitler. Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, I get it now, guys, but like in the moment, I wasn't sure. Just like in the beginning of the book, when they yeah. had introduced all the fantasy like, elements, you were just a little. Yes. Yeah, I was like, I thought this was like. I, I don't know if I agree with changing like, the name. I went into this not realizing it was romanticy. Yeah. So we got to the magical type, right? Yes. Yes. Like, oh my god. Wait, yeah. Hold on. That is a yes. centerpiece of our story yes. is a is an enchanted typewriter that you learn not too far in um, that there only exists three and it was for besties to communicate and they're kind of just adrift in the world, but they're still able to communicate with each other. And that's how two of our main characters uh, write back and forth to each other. One of them knows, one of them does not. <laughs> well, to Who's backtrack as to how they even figured that out is because there's the, the war between these two gods. Um, and her brother has gone off to the war and she misses him. So she's been writing to him, typing these little letters, um, not knowing that they haven't been going to yeah. him, but have actually been going to her arch nemesis who's trying to take her position at the newspaper mm -hmm. Um, Roman and Roman knows it's her because she's telling him things like, "I really My arch want this job. Is evil. <laughs> I really want this job," and he's just like, oh, "It's her. Yeah, it's she's her. coming for my job." Um, <laughs> but he just 
I first does he it just tell? ignores yeah, it because he he's like, them. well, this is awkward. Like, if you keep getting someone else's <laughs> mail, you're just like, I just guess I'll throw it away. Um, and eventually he... Eventually you start opening people's mail. Yeah, it's so, coming to you. But wait, does Iris think that these letters or that these things well, she's she typing are going to her brother? Or just... She's she... using it as a coping mechanism. Okay, yes. that's yes. what I figured. So she's kind of like writing out all of her feelings and thoughts of what she's going through. So a diary, yeah. basically. Yeah. She knows yeah. it disappears. To, and then they disappear but... in her wardrobe. And she's like, I don't know where they go, but I sure hope they get to him. He yeah. never writes back, though. This is... Until one night. Yeah. She gets a letter back. Um, yes. And also, like... Even though there is magic, we are very much in this like early 1900s setting where mm-hmm. someone can go to war um, and you just don't hear for them from them. Like theoretically, you're supposed to be able to. But because of the communication setup, it's very possible to just like not hear for, from someone for years. And that's normal. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where because I think sometimes when people hear magic, they're like, oh, you can just magic communicate yeah. with people no we're still in this very like early 1900s setting so as much as magic magic exists it's also very chaotic and random mm-hmm. uh, very which limited. i thought was really interesting like she walks into a store and it hides all the stuff you can't afford like it counts the money in your wallet and uh, hides the, the place stuff. that keeps the tea warm like mm-hmm. that's just all yeah. it the, the tea never gets cold that sounds like that's a better, perfect better than that mean grocery store <laughs> yeah right so with Roman's first letter back to her, does he pose as her brother or? Nope. You just get this very cryptic, like, this isn't Flynn, basically. Right? That's the brother. Forest. 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 Sorry. This isn't Forest. Long romance, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't Forest, but if you want to. <laughs> but like, you but if you talking. want a pen pal, like we can pen pal to each other. Yeah. Um, and... I think this isn't Forest is like the only thing for like a day almost. And then right. he's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. <laughs> I think what they does she write him back bit. and say like okay like so you just get in his letters and yeah. turn all my letters and he's like oh sorry can't but in reality <laughs> sorry, he saved can't. every single letter yeah and yes. them every night because Roman doesn't have the super great life that everyone thinks he does right so um and he's been addressing his letters as C for I forget Carver Carver, Carver. that's right yeah uh-huh. his, his middle, middle name. name yes. So, but she doesn't know that. And so she has now formed a pen pal alliance mm-hmm. with this here with Carver. Arch nemesis. And yes. She, yes. She has to make a choice and um, decides to kind of go off to war to be a yeah. columnist uh, on a war front. A war correspondent. A war, war correspondent. correspondent. I just love that. I like, know, right? It just, sounds cool. I feel like she did a really good job both of writing like general boring day-to-day, not boring, but you know, everyday mm-hmm. life. Like mundane magic. Yeah. Of? And then also she did a great job of making a not very fun to experience war front uh, in, her, in her novel, I think. The fact that they have to wear these little jumpers. Yeah, the so that they're correspondent jumpers because mm-hmm. they're and, supposed to be neutral. So like, yeah, even if they get captured by enemies, they're like they're theoretically not supposed be, theoretically supposed to be harmed. But like to talk more about the writer as she describes this journey to the war front and then sets you up in that setting. I felt like I was in a movie mm. and mm-hmm. I could not stop. I mean, I was glued to my phone the whole rest of the day, trying to read when I could, yeah. pretended to need to go work in the kitchen <laughs> and like has my phone set up while I'm cooking dinner, like so I could <laughs> swipe. Like it was just like the story that she yeah. painted in my mind. I think the word we use is her writing was enchanting. Yes. Like enchanting you sure. literally could not stop because of how beautifully she wrote. And yeah. it was also very casual. Mm-hmm. Like read. I didn't feel like I was having to what's this, what's that? Yeah. You know, try and remember all these worlds. Like 
it was just there. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the middle of all this. I'm a war correspondent, <laughs> too, is how I felt, like, once she got out there. And I loved how she wrote the relationship between sister and brother, like, between mm-hmm. Iris and Forrest. It was mm-hmm. just so strong and powerful and impactful. And you don't see that a lot anymore. A lot of, of the books that we read anymore have, like, broken families and people don't talk to each other. So, yeah. I, to me, it was really refreshing that there was this tight-knit, we're all each other has, and mm-hmm. I I will do this thing for you. So, I really enjoyed that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, like, that would, that aspect there with, it was really, again, which is why I guess it didn't feel like a YA to me yeah. in the terms of, like, it made me feel a lot mm-hmm. like you? just yes <laughs> wow. which is like just once you know sabrina was saying like with her like journey to become a war correspondent like that was really emotional because it's like reading the book like a lot of things happened to her like up to that point like obviously if she's leaving you know it's because it didn't really work out for her in the newspaper company so it's like you know all right that's one hit to your life whenever you really needed that job because financially you're not doing great your mm-hmm. brother's off at war you don't know if he's dead or alive you know, you're going on with like family issues. And on top of that, you still want to go and put yourself like on the front lines and write about things yeah. that matter when it's like, you know, you have all the right to just want to like mope and be at home and be angry. But, you know, she is just wanting to do better. And it was just yeah. so impactful and, and hopeful. I like that part of it. Like there were many reasons that she left. One, because it was a job that she could get. Yeah. It brought her closer to possibly finding out more about her brother. But also she was just really invested, as a journalist should be, in writing the truth of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And she could see that the newspaper she was working for before was not as interested in spreading the truth. Um, they clearly had an agenda and they were not they were biased and as she started trying to like point that out she got more and more pushback until eventually circumstances ended up with her not having that job anymore and i thought it was really inspiring that she was so like invested in learning the truth that she was going to do something that she's like she's excited about it because she gets a chance to write her own story but at the same time I don't think she's ever unsure of like, I think she knows like this is going to be not great. (laughs) I'm literally going to war. Yeah, I'm going to war. Like this is going to be really bad. Um, So she's not like so idealistic. Yeah. She never romanticized like her journey or what she was going through. She was just like, it is what it is. And I think that was kind of refreshing and what made it feel like it wasn't a YA novel because yes, she's 18, right? Like Mm -hmm. right there. And it didn't feel like, a whiny teenager who's like, oh, woe is me. The whole world is, like, against me, and now I have to go do this. Like, she really just, like, pulled herself up by her bootstraps and just, like, went out there. And, like, the character development on both sides for Iris and Roman, I guess because you do get the dual perspective with, like, telling the letters and then when mm-hmm. they maybe reunite um, together. <laughs> uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. But um, you just... You see, like, she just did such a great job of painting this picture where you you just empathetically feel for both characters in different ways. But it never at any point did I think, like, oh, they're disingenuous or, mm-hmm. like, she's just, like, she this is a stretch as an author. Like, you're making this happen. Like, she really, like, she's just a great writer. Her yeah. turn of phrase is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. the words that she chooses and how she lays out and paints the picture for you is just enchanting. I mean, we keep saying it, but it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the emotional part, I want to talk about what made me super giddy okay. like about this book. <laughs> the little um, stompy stomps. Little stompy stomps. Just because I feel like throughout like just butterflies the whole mm. time because it's like 
us as the reader, it's always fun when we know the secrets because obviously we know it's Roman. And it's like any time that she would like have a scene where she's at work and she's sitting at her desk and Roman's just staring at her. It's like exciting because as the reader, it's like, ooh, like when's he going to tell and her? And like when that... she would move his stuff on his desk intentionally just to make him Just angry. to make him upset. Yeah, yes. to like trigger him. And it's just like, oh my God, girl, you don't even know. Like, yeah, you don't know what like, I know oh about you. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's like the whole time I'm waiting, it's like, when is she going to find out? When is she going to find out that he's Carver? Because it's like now she's like developed this friendship with mm-hmm. Roman in real life who mm-hmm. she's come to value. But then she's also developed, you know, like she cares for Carver. Um, and in her mind, it's two different people. And for us as the reader, I'm like, if you can't see her because this is an audio recording, Kathy's doing a cute little dance of like a little waiting. Yes. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What if it makes her unhappy? How would I feel if someone was. What if she feels lied to? Yes. You know, it's like you're being catfished and just. It was just so exciting. So speaking mm-hmm. of catfishing and the reveal, I think we should talk about a spoiler. So if you're listening, you haven't read this yet, stop now and go read it <laughs> and then come back so we can talk about it. Okay. So can we talk about in the trench when she's trying to read her latest letter from Carver and he's like throwing literally throwing at stuff her at her like to get her oh, not to read it because she's like, she's just like could you stop? How about no? Yes. And she will yeah. literally connect the dots was, and look yeah. at it. And he's like, no, no, no. Because he, he wrote this to her before they knew they were going to the trench. Yeah, before they were so going to the trench. So once they go, he's like, well, now is the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. So before he keeps when trying we were to like distract Yeah. Good time. Now, yeah, not so much. <laughs> um, yeah. so funny, like, but that whole like from that trench moment on, Wait, and like, then also it's like just going with that one. He's like, grab my bag, yeah, <laughs> don't know this. She's like, forget the supplies, no, no. no but she's he, like, bag why is, is he? Why is this bag so yeah. important? And to then him? come to find out, it's all those all the letters were in the bag. Yeah. And so she's like putting two and two together after he's like very much injured and like she goes in there just so mad and I'm like that's how I feel too <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm betrayed. also mad because this is taking a really long time to get here and I want you to get over this part so that you guys yeah. can be happy please. I think she does a, they, the author does a really good job of making her angry for a normal amount of yes. time because it makes sense but Unlike not like Violet yeah, yeah. yeah. but Sorry. not pulling it 100%. out too far and literally she has the thought process of we're at war right now this is probably not the best time to hold mm-hmm. a grudge mm-hmm. for and I get it. I get why he did what he did. Yeah, yeah moving like, on. Am like, I upset? It was such a grown yes. Up response. Yes. Yeah. It was the. It was the. I'm upset because I feel like embarrassed, not necessarily yeah, exactly. because I'm like angry at him for. Let's talk yeah. about embarrassed though. So <laughs> he embarrassed her with this, right? With this like reveal. When they get married and she makes him read the letters out yes. loud. <laughs> like, yes. That was her payback. That was the payback because I was like, I couldn't have done it either. And he's like, don't look at me when I'm <laughs> reading it. I'm like, me. that is such a response. <laughs> like if I I've was literally actually... told people like when they're like, oh, can you read it out loud? And I'm like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> but honestly, like if we were ever to write like or read out loud something that we've like romantically written to our partner i think any of us would be like don't look at me literally <laughs> poured your heart out on the page and yeah. now i'm re- no now that's you awkward want me to say it out yeah loud? there's yeah. a reason i, I mean i couldn't even handle know? a couple of yoga without looking at <laughs> my partner's eyes and dying laughing so but it's oh also so gosh. cute because he's like i technically didn't lie i just didn't tell, tell you and then she's like truth. and carver 
not a lie. That's it's the my middle, middle name. name. <laughs> it's what my sister used to call me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So that was oh, just so adorable. But the ending, though, man, yeah. that cliffhanger. Ooh, boy. Oh, boy. Yes. What a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> this For the two of us, I remember the second book. We don't know yet. So without giving too much away about the second book, uh, did it feel like a worthy follow-up? Absolutely. And Rebecca Ross <laughs> has said this before that she likes to write. So like she likes duologies um, and she does like to like close the chapter mm-hmm. on. She likes Thank to close you. the chapter on a high note, which I really yeah, appreciate Rebecca because Ross. I can read kind of with that like hope and anticipation that like as a reader, I'm going to be okay. Yes. Yes, um, that's what I need. Yeah. I do, Sarah J. Moss. No. Yes. Like, you don't do I that. I never know. I'm not friend. safe with Sarah J. Moss. No. Yes. No. And so with this, like, because I, I had read her other her, her other um, duology. So with this, I knew, like, it was coming and I was, like, nervous. But I was just like, I'm nervous. But I trust you, Rebecca. Because I know you. that, like, you're going to end on end. I, it's like, I will say just so worth it i don't know about you rachel but i cried yes it was an emotional journey but i felt (laughs) satisfied at the end the closure was as it should be like there's nothing worse than when you get closure and it feels forced right right and you're like oh that was a plot twist that was just there for that but so it's good closure at the end Mm -hmm. but it is absolutely as emotional of a journey as the first one probably a little bit more i did not cry but i also didn't slam the book and throw it across the room like i do with sarah j moss (laughs) you cried kathy i cried reader's advisory kathy doesn't cry i don't cry so but there was just something that specifically was written yeah the um, way she phrases things is very emotional. I got really close. Yeah. Yeah. And crying. so, ugh, just, I got just one get and watery. A half cry. <laughs> and it was just something that I, that, that um, and I'm not going to say that like, yes, she ends on a high note, but I'm not going to say that it's just like with Divine Rivals. I'm not going to say that there isn't like a journey or that there isn't like, there's highs and lows. And like when there's lows, there's lows and so like I'm just gonna talk after it's fine yeah, <laughs> yeah sabrina looks very unsure now you need <laughs> to read it you'll like it it but ends it's well. like i it's like just like you can read divine rivals knowing that yes if you're you know if you want to read divine rivals there is a cliffhanger that like in the moment especially because it's like i got to the point where it's like I became so just like I was doing the stompy stomps and I'm like invested, <laughs> invested and then this happened. And I'm like, ah, I need the like, one. I, yes. I literally wanted to throw my phone. I blew up Kathy's phone. Yes. Now like, I'm gonna throw like, up. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. yeah the I'm second one up. does not end on a cliffhanger. Oh, it does not. I'll give yeah, you that. It just closes. There's closure. Out. Good. Yes, it that's closes out, and I was just like, my heart was happy. Yeah. yeah. That's what matters. As far as the fantasy side of things, I feel like she does a really good job world building without like weighing you down with anything. Yes. So it, it, she leaves you wanting more, with I, which I think sometimes in fantasy I do not. <laughs> I'm like, I get it, I get it. Planets, Earth, right. whatever. Um, Magic. This rules. one, like, it feels like every few pages, like, just something's dropped on the ground as if, you know, Iris lives in this world all the time and doesn't constantly think about how it works uh, <laughs> unless something is happening that is related to to that. So I really like that, too. So if someone's not really a fantasy person, 
I still think this would be good because I think it is just like a little sprinkling, a background of fantasy. It's not overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to be walking along and then be like, and magic is made from the source of all magic, which is here. (laughs) And that's like, we lost it. 400, you know. It's a really nice like cleanser for I think any reading that you may be doing, like going to Divine Rivals. I was coming off a very, very heavy romanticy, and then I was like, wow, this is a breath of fresh air. Like, I'm not Bre- ready to fresh go air to all only way. historical fiction yet, but, like, this was, like, such a nice, like, just refreshing. It really was. Can, yeah. I think Divine Rivals is a great book for everyone, um, like, just, like, all reading styles, and I also think that this would be a great book book club pick for your book clubs oh yeah um just because like i think it's great you know it's like if in a book club you have you know all those different reading styles and different like age ranges and i think it's perfect mm-hmm. perfect and lighthearted enough you know it's not too like yes there's some lows but i i i don't think it's it anything didn't emotionally wreck me. they're right. not devastating way, it's not yeah. devastating where oh my god i'm thinking about this every moment of right. every day for the next week because i'm just like i've got a book hangover that's so disappointing and sad and like oh i hate it like i was i had this anticipation for the next book but not in a way where i was like god i just got that weird feeling you know that pit in your stomach where you're like oh, i can't yeah. believe that that's what happened yeah, mm-hmm. if you're those person that like to give books as gifts, I think this would be a good one. Good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. For sure. All right. I think that's all I can think of to ask you guys about the book. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.